Guys, welcome to Swing Space Radio, episode four. Dan Trainer again on the line, William Leaf, Jupiter, Florida. What's going on, guys? Today, we're going to do a little bit of a recap of the Sony Open, including a whole lot of nonsense <laughs> by Bobata and someone named Keith Mitchell. We'll get into it. Uh, we're going to go through the Desert Classic, uh, which is this, this week's PGA Tour event. Uh, give an overview of, of PJ West, the stadium course over there. Go through the weather like we always do. Give us or give you guys our, our favorites of the week. And then we're going to get into the bloodbath that was last week's head to head. And give <laughs> some, you know, hopefully on my part a few better a bet a few better bets uh, heads up against William this week. So let's hop right into it. Sony open. Matt Kuchar won at twenty two hundred par if you would have heard our podcast last week, we had some technical difficulties, and after recording it, we realized that it was probably a little too choppy, uh, too choppy to release. Um, you would have heard my call for guaranteed money, and and <laughs> quite honestly, I bet a lot of you would have went and taken it, and you could be thankful that you're not in my boat today. Put an awful big bet on no holes in one. At minus one forty, so you just just go back on the one hundred dollars to win seventy one. If there were no holes in one in the tournament, supposedly this guy named Keith Mitchell, who again I've never heard of, but I think he ended up like T twelve or something like that. This guy supposedly, over the final round. yeah, too, oh good for you, Keith. Fucking comes and bangs in a hole in one on Friday. Literally, there is no video evidence of this happening. No video evidence. It was not on T. Like you, the PGA Tour, from what I understand, can't even go show that this legitimately happened. So anyway, I, I you got I Keith go, Mitchell. I I go and check my Bovada account, and even Bovada didn't even know. Right, so. It had credited me with the money. So I'm just sitting here like, yep, no holes in one, boys. Free money. And then later in the day, I got this thing saying, actually, the bet is contested because, again, there's no effing video evidence of this hole in one. (laughs) So, wait, so you got a notification saying, like, this is kind of up for debate. Like we're reviewing this. No, 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 no. So I, I, I check my account and it's credited me with the money and I'm like, sweet, no holes in one. Right. Yeah. And then I go back in later. I can't even remember what I was going to bet, but I was going in to make another bet later in the day or whatever. And all of a sudden I see that money's not there anymore. And so I go into my bet history and it shows me the order of operations as bet is a winner. Now the next entry, bet contested. And now the next entry, bet loss. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> Just like, I'm, oh my God, I'm like, one, this free money. Again, hole, hole in one, no, at minus 140, that's free money. I'm sorry, it's free money. And... I don't know. I guess I, it, it turned out to be a donation and a donation in which I was teased about this hole in one. Because 
I swear to God, every single day after the round was completed, <laughs> I would Google Sony open hole in one to see if anyone got one. <laughs> and like I clicked on a few stories and of course nobody covered it because again, there is no video evidence of this hole in one actually happening. And then I see this bet on Monday morning, like, okay. So another one of my prop bets from last week was no playoff. Uh, no, there, yep. there was not going to be a playoff. And I can't even remember what the odds were, but it was like plus 120 or something like that. I'm like, that's also free money. And my, my rationale was we just had gone over the weather forecast and how like the weather was just going to be A plus all week. Yep. It's like, listen, somebody's, somebody's going to run away with this. Again, so like I, I'm like two two prop bets this week. They're both free money. Get on them, bang those hard. And so again, I'm checking my account on Monday because I had been googling it all weekend, trying to see if anyone got a hole in one. And every single time, I wouldn't find anything. Right. <laughs> and after I see that the bet got changed to a loss, I'm like, well, this shit has to be a typo. So I like am googling this thing hard, and then like the fourth click that I see, which again, I don't know how this was like the fourth one down, but Rex Hoggard yeah. on the golfchannel.com has this Mitchell, parentheses, 65, closes Ace Birdie Eagle Friday at Sony. And not only does this story not really make that much a big of a deal about the hole-in-one, it just says, by the time he reached the par three seventh. On Friday, <laughs> stuck in par. But then Mitchell's tee shot from 162 narrowly cleared a bunker in front of the green and rolled in for a hole in one. <laughs> well, dude, Quoting if- Mitchell hit it exactly how I wanted to and <laughs> wasn't pushing it. It just disappeared. Well, fucking congratulations, Keith. <laughs> Well, if you would have done your research, if you would just Google Keith Mitchell hole-in-one, it says Keith Mitchell starts off PGA Tour event with a hole-in-one and proceeds to birdie is next. So this guy's clearly clutch for the hole-in-one. Yeah, like four years ago. Congrats. And this dude also, oh, my God. I'm so annoyed. That, that, That one is annoying. Anyway. Oh, screw you, I'm... Sony Open. Screw you, Hawaii. Screw you, Keith Mitchell. <laughs> Sony probably won't ever sponsor this then. <laughs> That's fine. You Sony won't allow it. Mitchell. You won't allow it. The next one. That's Desert so Classic. Fun. Coming up this week, starting Thursday. John Rahm won last year. Justin Rose, back in action. It's been off for a while. What is your thoughts on the field overall? Uh, it's a C this week with uh, Abu Dhabi going on. Uh, a lot of the big names, you know, DJ, uh, Brooks Kepka, Tommy Fleetwood, Henrik Stenson, they're over there playing. So uh, we got a C, uh, C for field strength this week. A lot of a lot of good guys still. It, it is pretty deep, and it, it's a lot of returning players that have proven to be able to play here. Uh so guys like Adam Ad or Adam Hadwin, excuse me, uh, shooting fifty nine. He clearly likes this place. So so guys play well, but we're missing a couple of the big guys that would take this field strength up to a B, in my opinion. So C field, PGA West Stadium course, about seventy three hundred yards. Uh, the courses get played overall. 
Um, but then everyone kind of consolidates Saturday and Sunday onto the stadium course. Uh, go into a little bit about the course. Yeah, so uh, it's a obviously it's desert golf. Uh, it's a desert golf course here in California. Um, it's been played here for a long time. Uh, PJ West. It's got uh, they play they play a total of three courses this week. Okay, so uh, they are going to be fluctuating throughout those courses. So it's really hard from a you know a, a preview standpoint to to know what day what weather they're going to be on, uh, what the course type will be. Uh, but when we're when we're talking about when we're talking about desert court courses for these guys, it's not visually intimidating. They can stand up on tees. They have clear visuals to their targets, um, and there's no rough. So you will see some guys trying to bomb and gouge it around here. Uh, but it's also a place that definitely rewards target golf. Um, and it being a lot of rain this week during the practice rounds, uh, it's going to be a soft conditions. Uh, I see a sure. lot of low numbers happening. I think. I think it is going to be a birdie fest. Uh, it already has a history of being a scorable golf course for these guys, but yeah, uh, I, I just think if you're getting off to too slow of a start, you know, on your first 18, it's it's going to be a little difficult to to gain ground, um, especially with you know the weather. It's almost the same every day. Thursday through Sunday, it's around 60 degrees and seven mile per hour winds. Um, it's a lot like what we saw in uh, the Sony Open, just a little cooler. Uh, and there's potential rain on and off, but it won't be an issue to it, and it won't fluctuate the scoring, in my opinion, this week. Okay. Well, so look at uh, look at the winning score to be deep. So let's get into kind of our our guys uh, highlighted that we're looking at, and start off with Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, so he's a he's a California native, uh, and he he's got a great track record on target golf courses. Um, his ability to travel, uh, and that meaning being able to play golf courses uh, all around the world. He's, he's not really, he doesn't have that type of game that plays only at one type of golf course. So with them playing three different courses this week, I like him a lot because you don't have to worry about him going to one of the 18 where he's just going to be uncomfortable or it doesn't fit his game. Uh, and, you know, his worst strokes gained stat this year is gaining 0.45 strokes around uh on his approach shots that's pretty good that's yeah. <laughs> overall he is he's really dialed in and in a place like this with target golf and when you're going to uh when it's going to be a shootout you have to be able to make putts and i'm uh, i like him because he's a really strong putter and he can he can maintain it he's not necessarily streaky where you i, I don't really suspect him if he's hot friday to just be cold Saturday, Sunday, you know what I mean? Um, I see him, I see him being steady with that putter throughout the whole week, which is crucial here. Sure. So we got him at 16 to one to take the whole thing plus three fifty to end up in the top five plus one fifty to end up in the top 10, you know, even though those odds are, uh, you know, pretty weak as far as, mm-hmm. you know, return, I, I do like that one plus one fifty in the top 10 was such a weak field this, uh, this week and sprinkling a little bit of dough on 16 to one, uh, mm-hmm. to take it, to take it down. Let's jump into the next guy, Pat and Kazire. He's 41, 40 to one to win. Plus nine hundred to end up in the top five, and then plus four fifty to end up in the top ten. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Patton. Uh, Patton, he's made a bunch of changes to his short game. Uh, and right now, he he is in the top 25 in strokes game putting. Uh, he, he really isn't a good driver of the golf ball. He never has been, and it, it's not even much of a, a streaky thing. He's just really not that efficient comparative to other people uh, on the PJ Tour. But with this weaker field and having no rough, I see him able to strategize efficiently off the tee. I see him being able to play away from his weakness and get to the green and, and take advantage of you know 175 yards and in where he where he excels at and and he's been playing great like his finishes are he's been up there he's having chances he had a great uh, couple weeks over in Hawaii uh, I don't see it I don't see it being an issue around PJ West with a weaker field uh, even if he doesn't drive it the best yeah so I've got plus 450 in the top 10 is one of the bets that I'm definitely going to be hammering this week I like that uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, so the next guy, you know, <laughs> if you've if you've listened to all of these podcasts, uh, you know, uh, you're going to get sick of hearing this name, I think, over the course of the year. But Charles Howell III. I don't think you're going to get sick of making money. Uh, <laughs> coming off the T8 and Sony, uh, where he – I watched him a bit, and I was a big fan of his short game. It's as you know, I've said on the other podcast, it's never really an issue with the ball striking at the ball striking standpoint. He he tends to hit it good week in and week out, but his short game looked looked really good. And he also loves PJ West. He's had a lot of success here. He lost in a playoff um, to Brian Gay uh, years back. And he, he does have a history here that he. You know, he's he's confident. And I, I just predict with his game and this course is I feel like he's going to have a nine hole stretch this week where he's going to catch fire with how good his short game was last sure. week. I, I think that, you know, Thursday, Friday, he might shoot uh, four under four under. He's at eight under, but he's going to hit a nine hole stretch, I believe, where he shoots six, you know, and, and he really jumps up the board because he makes a bunch of putts and he's going to get he's going to have that chance on Sunday. And and golf, if you've had a, you know, if you've been in contention at a tournament at a course you're familiar with, that's a huge advantage. Uh, experience is one thing, and then experience in that situation on that golf course, he knows the tendency, he knows the difficult holes, he knows how to strategy and prepare throughout his day, um, how to, you know, how to get that done against someone else who maybe, you know, there's a good chance obviously he's going against someone who hasn't had the same experience at this golf course, so. I just think he's a huge, huge, a huge opportunity to make some good money this week. So, <clears throat> and he's been, been on multiple him multiple times this year, <laughs> right? Well, yet to be seen. But you've been on him all three weeks. We've been on this uh, to start off the 2019 season, and um, I've stayed away. I'm still going to stay away from the plus 175 in the top 10 and the plus 450 in the top five, but I do like sprinkling a little bit of money on the 20 to one to take it down. I'm this persuading week. you. Finally. Yeah. I, if, Why don't if you like needs... do you have Do you have a real, or are you just kind of not feeling it? I mean, I, there's guys I mean, that it's just not it. feeling it, right? I mean, it's, it's and, and it, the last two weeks have been not feeling it, but again, you can't, you can't argue with how he's been hitting the golf ball and you can't argue how he's been, he's just kind of hanging around. Um, and so, you know, again, on a course that he's had historical success at played well out there. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was just even looking again. He's had historical success over at the Sony, right? So it's like yeah. you come off a week like that where you've been where, where you're feeling good, coming on to another golf course that you have a lot of history at and a lot of good history. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I like how that sets up mentally for him. Um, so yeah, I'll be sprinkling a little, a little bit of that twenty to one on him. Let's jump into Daniel Berger. I love Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger's. He's he's a player. He's kind of, you know, the badass type golfer, I would say. He he reminds me of Dustin Johnson from a mental standpoint. You know, he he doesn't it almost seems like he doesn't care. Um, and that's his strength. Uh he he'll take on risk. He's a very aggressive player, and I think he's a steal at sixty-six to one. You know, uh he's making his two thousand nine debut. I don't know if that's what, you know, scares people away a little bit, but like I said, he's he's just a raw player with the with the great mental attitude. I don't see rust being an issue at all. Uh, favorite part about his game, other than his mental uh, his mental approach, is his ability to roll it. He can get as hot as anyone with a putter, and it's it truly is like he gets unconscious and he just pours them in from twenty five feet over and over. It seems like, and at sixty six to one. And the dude's got the talent, obviously. I mean, he finished T6 last year at the U.S. Open. Um, so, you, you know, you got to be able to be gutty. And he's going to, I think he's going to get off to a good start here. So Joaquin Neiman, he's going to be the, he's my uh, kind of dark horse pick of this week. But you know, I really, I really love his golf swing. He's one of the, he's got one of my favorite golf swings in the world. Uh, people will disagree with that; they think it looks weird, but they don't know what they're talking about because it's absolutely perfect. Uh, we, I think that in 2019, he's going to be able to. I think he's going to get a win. Uh, being 20 years old. He, you know, he, he just hits the ball so good. He just needs a little bit of experience of what it feels like uh, to get into the moment on the PGA Tour where you have a chance to win. Uh, and, you know, a top 10, a top 10 this week is what I'm kind of looking at for him. I don't, I don't think he gets the W this week, truly, but uh, I think he's going to be able to have a backdoor top 10 finish uh, to be able to to help help you guys win some money. George Cunningham, this guy. So no one really knows who this is. Uh, and if, if you do, I'd be very surprised. Uh, but he's one of the best drivers of the golf ball out there that no one has seen yet. You know, he's, he's, he's got the ability of a, of a world-class, you know, top 20 player in the world. 
uh, if you just watched him on the range, if you just watched him play, um, he'll just ride that efficiency off the tee, I think, his way through the web.com this year and, and get his tour card. Because right now he's actually passing up a uh, start on the web, his first start on the web with a sponsor's exemption to play here uh, in the Desert Classic. Um, I, I just I wouldn't be surprised to see him have a good week. He played back in the Shriners in Las Vegas. Uh, he dominated the par fives. I think he led the field in par five scoring. Uh, and that's just that's just a testament to how well he can drive the golf ball uh, and be so efficient for a guy for a guy at 200 to one. If you got a guy, I think it was back in Shriners, he averaged 330 off the tee and he hit 76 percent of his fairways, hitting 88 percent of his greens. And he had level strokes game punting. So zero. It's like, hmm, I mean, a guy at 201 with those capabilities, I, I don't see why not. Yeah, there are definitely worse 201. I mean, obviously, it's a long shot, right? So you're not, not putting too much on that. But uh, like you said, for guys that are that big of a long shot in this tournament, it's, you know, it's worth putting, eh, it's worth yeah, putting a buck sure. or two on that, right? So 16 to 1, top 10, and plus 4,000 end up in the top five. You know, as far as those go, I'd probably stay away. But 200 to 1 to win the tournament, like, eh. yeah, why not? take a little shot in the dark at that and see what happens. Jonathan Bird, he's 300 to 1. This is surprising to me. Um, not, I guess not surprising because of how he's been playing or anything like that. But Jonathan Bird, he's a guy that's won. You know what I mean? He's won on tour. Um, 300 to 1 is pretty outrageous odds <laughs> and mm-hmm. he actually just changed his golf swing over this off season. And maybe that's why I look at 300 to one and I'm a little bit more like, Hmm, like I would take a guy that's swinging it that well. Um, you know, at maybe a hundred to one, something like that, mm-hmm. but he's mm-hmm. swinging it so well. And he's, he's one on tour, like I mentioned, and he, uh, he's got to have a renewed energy. You know, like you, you put in all that work in the off season yep. and then you come out and, and you're experienced guys. So you're just ready to get those feelings again that you've had before. Uh, and I just, I just see him, you know, having, having a good event. And if you look at his strokes gained, he's, he's pretty awesome in every category, but driving the golf ball, he's losing a lot of strokes driving. But as you, as I kind of mentioned earlier about Patton, uh, you know, he hasn't, he's not a very good driver of the ball, but you're able to work around that here without any thick rough. Um, and it's very visually pleasing, so to speak. Um, I see him being able to avoid that if he's not driving it very well. But I also think with his, with his move, it's a move that has the ability to be a good driver of the golf ball. So I don't know if he's just getting used to it, if he's getting used to it under the gun, but I think he's one week away from, you know, kind of flipping that switch because he hits his irons really well. He's a good, he's a good long iron player. Uh, usually if you're a good long iron player, you're probably pretty good off the tee as well. Um, and to me, I, I just think he's knocking on the door of actually making a return, making a return to the jo- Jonathan Bird, you know, a handful of years ago when he was contending a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 300 plus 20, yeah, 301, yeah. plus 2,200 to get in the top 10, plus 5,000 in the top five. I definitely like that 300 to one. I like the even the plus 2,200 in the top 10. Uh, mm-hmm. like sprinkling a little bit on that as well for a guy that, again, if you just think about, like you're saying, this course, um, his big weakness might be mitigated here by a little bit of uh, just how the course sets up. So For sure. Take what you will out of those favorites up there 
I will say one more comment about this. Luckily. Yeah. About, go ahead. about about these dark horse picks. If you if you do extensive research on these guys before you bet, I think you can convince yourself they're worth they're definitely worth uh, putting a little bit on. Where a lot of times with dark horse picks, you know, people are just saying, Oh, this guy's new. Um, you know, he's pretty good in college or something like that. Like I just think if you go in and if you look at their histories, sure, George Cunningham's young, but if if you go look at the type of game he has and Jonathan Bird with his history and ability to win, I just I'm actually very confident. You can put all the blame on me if they lay an egg on this one because I'm actually pretty confident in these dark horse picks. Good stuff there. So the leaderboard game, uh, as of the <laughs> last time we week. talked. On the record, I don't think there is any audio evidence of any of these picks last week. Yes, but there are. Allegedly, allegedly, you stepped the picks last week. So that leaves us at uh, me with two wins on the season and you with five. I uh, want so Mark, to. Mark Leishman beat Patrick Reed. Good yes, for him. I do have – wait, wait. I do actually have video evidence – unlike Keith Mitchell, that you said you wanted to double down on that bet. On which one? The Mark Leishman versus Patrick Reed. I have the evidence. You can go back. You can look at it. That part isn't. The Mm. quality is fantastic, actually, during that quote you made. I might have been drinking during that podcast. I don't know. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we did it at 9 a.m., so I don't think you were. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I wasn't. So, whatever. Uh, Whatever. Mark Leishman, Patrick Reed, Charles Howell, Hideki, Matsuyama. Cool. That one wasn't even close. Danny Lee. I don't even know what I was thinking. Fucking Danny Steve. Ted Potter and Troy Merritt. Well, you know, good for you, Ted Potter. Ted Troy was back for more. Troy Ted Potter four putted from like eight feet though to get him out of the tournament. I was so mad. I put money on. Him. <laughs> I put money on Ted Potter, and he got the second. He was in second, and I go and I, that's why I sent you a screenshot of a guy's hole by or a shot, you know, yep. on the shot by shot. And he's like four feet, shot six, four feet, shot seven, <laughs> four feet. I'm like. What are you doing, Dust? Just like put the flag in and hit it as hard as you can. That's use the rules to your advantage. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So anyway, we'll we will talk no longer of that massacre and go into this week's tier one. John Rahm, Justin Rose, Patrick Cantlay, Charles Howell the third. Adam Hadwin, Aaron Wise, Andrew Putnam, Abram Answer, uh, Luke List, Shez Revy. Hudson Stafford, Patton Kazire, Bill Mickelson. You know, since you allegedly, again, there's no audio evidence of any of it, but <laughs> since you allegedly swept last week, just like I allegedly lost Your whole a bunch life. of money to keep Mitchell <laughs> last okay. week, even though there was no video evidence once again. Uh, go ahead. I will take Patrick Cantlay. Hmm. What? That's fine. So I feel dumb with John Rahm as the overall favorite and the defending, defending champion. champ. But 
Give me John Rahm. Okay. I need a win. John Rahm, for me, over Patrick Cantlay. Odds on favorite to win the tournament. Patrick Cantlay has the third best odds of winning the tournament. I wanted to go Justin Rose as he's one of my favorite players on tour, but you know, with the layoff, I'm going to give I him a week. I saw his swing yesterday. It looks pretty good. What's that? I saw his swing yesterday. It looks pretty good. Well, I didn't see a swing yesterday, so <laughs> I'm going to give him a week. Uh, watch some golf this weekend. And uh, so, John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay. All right, now into. Oh, I know. I'm picking. You go first. No, you go first. All right. Tier two. It's a little bit of a bigger tier, obviously, with a full field. Uh, let's see here. Corey Connors, he finished sixth or third last week, and I think he Monday qualified in. Which really? Cool. Yeah. He was one of my picks. I was going to pick him. It's kind of hard to say, like, okay, a guy that's obviously playing he that Monday well. qualified in last week? I believe so. Or some sort of qualification. He got Where is the Monday day. qualifier for the Sony Open? It's in Hawaii, I think. Probably why Eric Dugas got fly it. fly over to Hawaii for the week. And, you know, if I Monday in, that's fantastic. I mean, that's kind of kind of a little fun plan. It's like, hey, I'm going to go on a little vacation, yeah. play golf on Monday. If it goes well, I'm in the tournament. If it doesn't go well, I'm just going to chill in Hawaii for a week. Like, Yeah, this is what you always say, though. And then you're like four over through nine, and then you break three clubs, and then the trip's ruined. <laughs> so don't even give me that, like, Mr. Half Glass Full attitude. <laughs> That's nonsense. Give me Brian Harmon this week. Uh, like we talked about, it's going to be uh, about kind of that 175 and in – uh, golf course. I like Brian Harmon this week. Um, I do too. That's a good one. Give me some of that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Joaquin Neiman because he is going to be my young Charles Howell this year. Um, and I actually was in the grocery store with him the other day, and I saw him picking out some steaks. So he's obviously going to be on that keto diet, ready, to, ready to ball out mm-hmm. in California. Um, mm-hmm. And he also drives a sweet BMW with black rims, uh, and he's 20 years old. So he's balling. He's ready Good to compete. for him. Yeah, he's, he's doing his thing, dude. He's from, where is he from, Argentina or Chile or something like that? But, yeah, he's my boy. Sweet. He's pure. We got Neiman versus Harmon this week. That's an auto like I'm Two for two so far on my wins <laughs> for this week. Go ahead. Pick your tier three guy. Oh, this one's hard. Um, uh, Sam Ryder. Sam Ryder. Third place finish at the uh, Shriners this year behind DeChambeau. Uh, he can play. I, I got Sam Ryder. Sam Ryder. Okay, I'm just kind of looking through here and seeing what what I could do. Yeah. I like Aaron Baddeley. I just like Aaron Baddeley. I don't have any real reason to pick him other than... He actually may have won here a long time ago. I think you're right. When he was good. Uh, 
But when he, yeah, when he was good, exactly. Uh, I like him, so we'll see what happens. I might yeah. be two and one, but no, so sure. now into the Dust Bowl. This is the, the Dust fourth Bowl. Huge Dust Bowl tier. This is this is like two hundred guys to pick. Mike Weir, former Masters champion, giving you those odds, bro. Right, literally a thousand to one to win. Good for you, Mike. Good for you. You're enjoying your retirement. Who's Cooper Muzzleman? That guy's gotta play well. <laughs> uh, I, like I look at these names, and I'm just like, okay, I got to one. make a PGA Tour tournament. All right, I I got one. I'm taking Sep Straka. <laughs> okay, Sep Straka. Kind of seems like a guy who's just going to absolutely roll the rock this week. And I got Robert Garrigus, and he's just going to pound the golf ball all over Sep. Sep has Robert no chance. Garrigus. I, heard they don't have, I don't think they have porta potties out at the Desert Classic. He probably won't be able to play well since he can't go in and light up. Like he back on the web.com going days. To he, he's going to mop the floor with Sep. Hey, that's hilarious because this might be like – one of the biggest upsets of all time. Who is Sep Straka? I'm going to come back with some nasty details on Sep. Actually, screw it. I'm going to Google it right now. But Sep. in the time being, can we just talk about the fact that inform everyone what Robert Garrigus used to do on the web.com? Because Robert Garrigus came out and admitted, if you didn't know, that he used to go in the porta potties um, and smoke marijuana during the middle of his rounds. Uh, on the web.com and he said a bunch of guys were doing it which i just think that's crazy <laughs> like how crazy. can you come out and just be like a bunch of dudes are just doing this <laughs> like just think about where these porta potties are in the middle of a golf tournament and like imagine that nobody else knows that it's going on right like i'm just yeah. gonna go head into this porta potty real quick and i mean it's the web right and it's the web probably 10 to 15 years ago so it's like i mean how I guess I don't know how big are the crowd is the crowds walking by this porta potty as he's so, smoking weed in the bathroom? Like, how is this not a how is this not something that again yeah. in the age of Twitter this could never have happened, right? Like, <laughs> even one person at this golf tournament with Twitter would have been like, "Doc, I just smelled Robert Garrigus. I'm standing a hundred <laughs> yards from the tee." Like yeah, isn't that? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't even I know just think that's it. insane. All right, little update on Sep Traka or Straka. <laughs> Can't even pronounce my pick. Um, he actually was leading the uh, Web.com Tour Championship last year. Uh, after three rounds, he earned his PJ Tour mm-hmm. card. Uh, bringing his fine th- final three holes, so he's clearly clutch, and mm-hmm. I'm happy about it. I'm well, happy. Oh, Robert... but he was pre- oh okay, he was pretty bad though the whole year. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Yeah, he wasn't very good. And then he um, well, it looks like Robert Garrigus hasn't played since November, and <laughs> he in What's that his, RSM classic. RSM Classic, he went 75-74 at home. Uh, he probably gets so, hurt in the Winona Classic at Westfield. 
Robert Gary. What's his? What are his odds? Two hundred and fifty to one to take down the whole thing, guys. If you're listening and you want a long shot pick that, you know, nobody, <laughs> you're not, you're gonna be alone on two hundred and fifty to one on Robert Garrigus. But if you want to have some fun, live dangerously, Robert Garrigus. Live dangerously, my friend. So I, I think I just think it's pretty brutal that Teddy P and Troy Merritt are taking the week off. They did. I don't know what. Yeah, Troy Merritt. We kind of need them. Don't worry. They'll be back soon enough. They'll be back. (laughs) So next week we got the Farmers Insurance Open out in La Jolla, California at Torrey Pines. Is Tiger playing? I know I saw some tweets today that are saying, like, hey, come on. You're going to play, right? Like, come on. Let's hear about it. Like, he's going to play, but he hasn't uh, announced it yet officially. Like, hey, it's Torrey. Everyone knows you're going to play. Yeah, it's like, dude, just play. (laughs) Like, just tell us you're going to play. Uh, I'm excited for our first podcast to talk about him. Me too. What do you What do you think about him this year? Like, what do you just their initial thoughts? I mean, just like you think he's going to win a major? No. No. Really? Why? No. Listen. I'm last listening. year's Tiger Woods story was really fun. That was great. Like. No one was more excited than me to watch down the stretch, especially. I mean, the majors were one thing, and the majors were a lot of fun. The British Open was awesome. But down the stretch, nobody, you know, like, and nobody loved it more than I did. And, you know, we all loved it. I just don't see it, man. Like, will I, he ever just... win one again? Probably, maybe. But <gasps> I'm going to wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't, wouldn't put money. I wouldn't put money that he's going to win one or more majors this year. I wouldn't put money on it. I just don't think he's going to. Hmm. I saw his swing the other day too. Yeah. Honestly, it was probably better than I've seen it in a long time with the driver. He was swinging his driver. Yeah, I think I saw that too. Which I was actually like, you know, usually you see Tiger videos and you're kind of just like, ah, looks the same as always. Like, right. kind of is what it is. This one looked like he's been putting in some work. Um, I think he's going to drive it well this year. I think he, I think he gets one done. I, th- I think he does. I think he plays well at the Masters for sure. Um, he's just like, there's so much knowledge around there. I could see him winning the Masters multiple times before his career is over. Still, multiple times. Are you on the record right now? Yeah, dude, he's gonna win multiple majors before he's done. People like, I got an argument with my brother about it. It's like the dude doesn't forget how to win golf tournaments. Like that's what he lives for. The guy's a psycho. He doesn't even sleep. And I just think, I think he gets it done. I mean, dude, he was so pure. Last year, really. His iron game was so much better than everyone else's. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just not even close. And when you're talking about U.S. Opens, I just, the dude can land a five iron as soft as he wants. The driver's the question. It's always been the question. We'll see. I mean, like you said, if his driver swing truly is better than it ever has been, like, to me, it's, you know, for as mentally strong as that guy is, seems like when that club gets in his hand, there is something mentally there. And mm-hmm. 
playing a, a friendly round of golf and striping at 325 versus stepping up on the 17th or 18th tee yeah. in the U.S. Open. And there's a difference, quite obviously. But we'll see. And again, should I doubt him? Would I be surprised? No. Would I be surprised if he wins another one? No. Would I be surprised if it happens this year? I guess I'm just not willing. I, I don't think. I, I don't think. I don't feel strongly enough about it that I'd be willing yeah. to put money on it. I guess that would no, be my my point. I get it. I get it. I understand. But but it'll be fun to see. So next yeah. week we'll talk more about the farmers. Hopefully Tiger will have made up his mind as to whether he's going to play or not. Again, it's Tory. Guy loves the golf course. Many, many, many of his professional wins sure. have taken place there. Um, so it, it would kind of be a, a slight surprise to me if he if he doesn't make his 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 uh, debut out there. But uh, we will see, uh, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, give us a, a five star rating on iTunes if you if you so choose, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. See you guys.